Hey everyone, my name is Maggie Chang. And I'm Elena Cho. And welcome to Gourmand, a show where we share food stories with people who like to eat. Today we're sitting down with Minji Lee, executive pastry chef at Jungsik in New York City. The restaurant has earned two Michelin stars and has been dubbed the most elegant Korean restaurant in America by Eater. Most known for her baby banana dessert, Minji's style combines classic French techniques with Korean flavors in what may be one of the best dessert tastings in New York. Today, we're so excited to chat with Yoonji about what it's like moving to Paris at 19, making it to the finals on a French cooking show, corn desserts, and what the world of fine dining looks like during the pandemic. Let's dig in. Welcome to the show, Yoonji. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. And then I, I'm so excited to share my story and talk about it. So thank you for invi- inviting yeah, absolutely. Um, so our first question, we want to start from the beginning. Um, I know your passion for baking started off when um, when you were young and then you saw a TV show which inspired your dream to become a pastry chef. Um, can you tell me more about your childhood? Did you bake a lot growing up? Um, so the TV show, it was a very uh, kind of documentary about the pastry chef's life. So when I saw it, I... I found it very uh, great to make people happier with uh, uh, visually and also t- by the taste. So I fall I fall in love when I saw that parts on the TV show, and also when I was young, my parents were very strict, and they wanted to. They wanted me to keep studying, like go to university and live a normal life. But however, <laughs> however, my conviction in my dream was so strong. So they gradually came to support me at the end. And I also enjoyed making pastries and other baked goods for my friends and family. I visited a lot of pastry shops and bakeries and would try to recreate what I liked at home. Wow, I can't believe you had this aha moment that um, from watching that TV show that really set you on this long career in pastry. So at 19 years old, you made a leap of faith and moved from South Korea to Paris to study pastry. Can you tell me what that experience was like? So for me, it was the best moment of my life. And my... My parents were crying, but all I could feel was, <laughs> uh, all I feel, all all I could feel was a uh, happiness that I was finally getting started on the path to my dreams. So I was very excited, a uh, little bit nervous, but very excited and very happy to um, do my first step for my dream. Wow, you must have been so brave. I remember moving across the country for college and feeling so nervous. I can't imagine having to move to a completely other side of the world uh, with new cultures and different language. From there, you went on to bakery school, pastry school, um, had a lot of experiences in bakery shops, pastry shops, restaurants, hotels. What do you think were some of the biggest takeaways from those experiences and what were they like? I learned a lot of culture and also the language. Uh, including, of course, including the pastry and bakery in the professional world. So it it was, it wasn't easy, 
well, it was very, um, very great experience for me because I love to get, uh, I love to travel and then I love to eat and I'm very open mind to, uh, accept a lot of culture and then had a, have, have an experience. So new culture. So it was great. And how would you say that working at a hotel differs from a restaurant that's not affiliated with a hotel? I worked at Le Marais Hotel for four years. Um, there were 20 pastry chefs in one team. Oh, wow. So, oh, wow. And, I, and I think, <laughs> yeah. and I think that's, that's a, a yeah, there are yeah. a lot of people. And I think in the savory side, it was maybe like 70, 60, 70. Wow. So, and I, I think that's a huge difference compared to the pastry teams of other places. There were very strict expectations for everything, including organization, cleaning standards, and personal appearance, because it was so extremely disciplined. I was able to, but because of that, I was able to improve very, very quickly. Although it was difficult, but it was a great experience in my professional life because I could learn a lot. What were the working hours like at the hotel? I could say that I worked like about average time that I worked, it was like 17 hours per day. Average, average was 15, but sometimes 17, sometimes 18 hours. And then, I mean, I had two days off per week, but one day I just sleep. Yeah, I bet that sounds insane how many hours that um, you worked at the restaurant. Um, so I'm curious, after spending some time in France, what made you decide to move to New York and how did the opportunity for Jungsook come along? Uh, so I received the offer to become executive pastry chef of Jungsook while in Paris. I wanted, when I got this offer, I wanted an adventure and to challenge myself in one of the largest cities in the world. So I accepted. <laughs> I was nervous at the beginning, but excited uh, when I first came to New York because it's uh, such a busy city. And the thing I like most about New York is the diversity of the people and cultures and the openness to new things. Yeah, definitely. I'm from born and raised in New York um, my whole life in Brooklyn. So I definitely really you know, I'm a diehard New York person and I love the culture there. Um, did you find that you had to kind of adapt your style when you moved to America and to New York from France? Yeah, I think the, the difference that I felt uh, at the beginning, it was sweetness is more sweet. <laughs> People are more uh, like sweeter. So sweetness, strong, strong level of sweetness and the acidity for acidity they are uh, they like less yeah makes sense um was there a big difference in kitchen culture between new york and paris i can imagine working 17 hour days in a classic french hotel was pretty different from the workplace culture at a small new york kitchen like jungshik um compare compared to the hotel that i worked it is it was huge um um employees and a huge amount of uh, work but compared to the hotel and this is Jungsik restaurant it's uh, smaller much smaller uh, and we're I when I arrived I I had a we are three in pastry team including me 
So it was, it's much more smaller. And then because of that, we are more close each other, like, a, like more family, family and, uh, yeah. Yeah. I definitely think that finding a family in any environment is so important. Um, but what would you say the most rewarding part of being a pastry chef has been? I mean, I know you mentioned that part of it and part of why I like to bake is the giving aspect and being able to make people happy. But what would you say has been the most rewarding? So the most rewarding part about being a pastry chef, um, when people are stressed, often they turn to sweets to temporarily take their minds off their troubles. Uh, me as well, <laughs> including me. And for example, like eating chocolate or eating sweets. For me, the most rewarding part of being a pastry chef is being able to make people forget their worries for a moment to be able to make them smile and say it's delicious. So when I create, I never want to forget the people I'm making a sweet for. Yeah, I love that. It's true. And I definitely gravitate towards sweets whenever I <laughs> am bored or stressed. And your desserts are so, so playful and creative. Um, I mean, I'm thinking of your baby banana is practically famous, I think. Um, and so I'd love to hear more about what your creative process is like and where you draw inspiration. My creative roots are in Korean culture and French technique and adapted to the taste of New York. So I'm someone who travels to eat and to try new foods and experience. If there is an interesting or new or delicious food somewhere, I have to go try it. Okay. I observe all these different things to use in my work to combine the taste of different places and cultures within the lens of my own style. Because of this, I can't really say that my style as a pastry chef has shifted, but rather I had to eat wherever I go, whatever I eat. So all these experiences uh, in my head and in my flavor, I keep it and then oh, it's com it, comes <laughs> it comes up. Uh, maybe uh, I'm working a lot for the seasonal ingredients, seasonal fruits. Mm -hmm. So like, uh, um, for example, summer we, summer we have stone fruits, we have st strawberry, and fall, we have fig, pears, apples. So I choose the seasonal ingredients and then, and then I, yeah, it comes up from my head that, oh, it will be, the pear will be great with, uh, with something. And then fig will be great with uh, something else. So I think when I create the menu, I like kind of I'm cooking, like seasoning, you know, adding some ingredients and then make a, uh, try to make a well-balanced. Wow, it sounds like the best superpower, being able to come up with all these amazing flavor combinations um, and create all these delicious desserts. Um, so next, we wanted to touch on the French cooking competition that you were on. You made it pretty far um, to the end of the competition, and I personally have been loving um, watching these competitions on Netflix and binging them during quarantine, but I'd love to hear about what your experiences were like on the show. Uh, the reason that I participated in the competition when I was in France, because I was a huge fan of this show, Qui sera le prochain grand pâtissier, uh, since, <laughs> French, 
since it's a uh, the if I train uh it means uh who will be the next pastry chef something something like that the title so since it's first season I was a huge fan of that show and I had never believed that I could be a contestant at first when they contacted me I wasn't sure whether I could participate since I'm based in New York however it worked out and then um, 정식 they supported me for that uh, I was able to compete with the other contestants in Paris uh, it was an amazing experience in my life to be able to use different flavors and unique ingredients in France and be able to showcase them to the judge, other chefs and audience in a way that ne they'd never seen before. I tried to surprise them with everything I made and it worked. In a way, I took it as an opportunity to test myself and the desserts and style I had been developing in New York. It was an unforgettable experience for me. What was the best thing you made? For example, it was a, there was a dessert that I made uh, with corn and miso, the soy, so, um, the soja, like paste, soy paste, fermented soy paste, uh -huh. uh, miso, corn, and red pepper, pecan, That's like savory, something. Savory. <laughs> yeah, I, I really love to use savory ingredients to the pastry, uh -huh. but in France, they never... In France, they don't have a corn dessert at all compared oh, to wow. Asia. Yeah, compared to Asia and America, you know, the corn is really popular item. But in France, they don't, they are, they don't get used to have a, as a dessert, as a sweet, the corn. So when, I, when, when they saw like corn cake, like corn mousse, <laughs> are you sure that you use the corn ingredients in, this, in the cake and then taste it? Can you can you taste it and then let me know how you feel and then they really really loved it and they they are they were very surprised in the show i was always someone who is very who likes adventure and challenge they never can think about oh she picked this one to switch or <laughs> like something something like that so i was very proud of that kind of personality so i i could um I could surprise them and then I could make them taste uh, that they never been before. And how did it feel at the end of the season? So I just want to know uh, how they think, how these all the uh, amazing, um, the best chefs in France and how they think about my desserts and then how they think uh, about my flavors or ingredients, everything. So kind of, I, I, pr I proved <laughs> I proved yeah. that I'm doing okay <laughs> and that I'm doing great job here. So it made me even yeah, it made me very happy. Yeah, that must have been so kind of validating to know um that even though they never they were so surprised by these things and they weren't expecting it, they still, you know, if it tastes good, it tastes good across the world. Yeah. Um have you ever considered opening your own restaurant or business or something? in the future i always dream since 19 years old but <laughs> like since uh, young when i was young but i still dreaming to open my own pastry shops one day what would the concept be do you think mm, i'm <laughs> i'm brainstorming and then i'm keep thinking to okay. um 
for that, but um, the concept will be Unji, Unji style, <laughs> Unji yep. style pastry shop. <laughs> I'll be your first customer <laughs> as well. <laughs> okay, thank you. Um, um, I'm really curious to hear how you think the pandemic has affected the world of pastry and pastry chefs on the whole. I know that some, unfortunately, a lot of pastry chefs have lost their jobs. Um, have you seen big shifts? And do you think that, you know, the pandemic is going to affect pastry chefs long term? I hope and I, I really wish uh, it will be better and we can all survive yeah. after this pandemic. But yeah, because I feel I, I, I'm a big foodie, me too. I really love to eat and then I really love restaurant uh, culture. So as a, not only as a pastry chef, but also as a just New Yorker who loves the restaurant and dining scenes, I don't want to see they fall down. So I, yeah, yeah I'm trying to support them like to uh, drink my off and I'm going to eat outside and then I'm supporting my friends of pastry chef or uh, the chef de cuisine or service staff. Yeah, I think that it's definitely one of the toughest time the industry has faced thus far. Um, are there any restaurants in particular that um, you've loved visiting lately? Uh, recently, uh, I went to, uh, I really like the experience that I had uh, in Chua. Chua is a restaurant, Korean, kind of Korean restaurant, but uh, with wood fire cuisine. So everything was really good. And I, I like Atoboy. Um, Atobo is a Korean, casual Korean restaurant too. And I have to ask, how about for sweets? Uh, uh, Stick With Me Sweets. Have you ever heard heard of the chocolate shop? She's, uh, I don't think I have. Uh, it's in small, tiny shop, chocolate shop in New York. And uh, stick, the name is Stick With Me Sweets. And the chef's name is Susanna Yoon. And she's making the most beautiful chocolate bonbons and also really? very delicious. Yeah. I'll have to write that one down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not it's not far from Jongsik, so you can stop by Jongsik and then you can stop by for the bonbons. Elena, we should definitely go. Yeah, Maggie, it's a date. We'll do it. <laughs> so finally wrapping up, what is one piece of advice you would give to your eighteen year old self? It will it this it is very Mm, fun, fun question, and I really love this question. And if I could talk to my eighteen-year-old self, uh, I'd probably tell myself, fighting, uh, keep, keep believing in your dreams and make them come true. And remind myself of my passion and love for pastry, and to believe in myself and my dream. Oh, that's very sweet. And this leads us to our last question. Um, so if you could tell any young, aspiring pastry chefs or students one piece of advice, what would you tell them? I want to say be strong. It seems like fun and games on the surface, but the reality is that you need to put in effort and determination. The most important thing is your attitude and your love for pastry. So be ready to do anything and everything. Remember your passion 
have a lot of different experiences and be strong. <laughs> Yeah, that's a great way to kind of wrap up. And I think so important for people, young people especially, to remember right now is, you know, <laughs> things are hard for everyone right now, but just keep going, uh, definitely. Last but not least, we just have a little speed round where we're going to go through some one-liner questions, um, just kind of say the first thing that comes to mind when we ask them. So the first one is, what is one kitchen tool you can't live without? Offset spatula. What's your favorite midnight snack or late night restaurant? Midnight snack, King's Hawaiian roll. So you're picking up a pastry and a coffee to go. What's your order? Um, usually I love to try cookie. If they have chocolate chip cookie, chocolate chip cookie with uh, flat white. And finally, the age old question, chocolate or vanilla? Vanilla. Good choice. Easy, easy, easy awesome. Well, thank you so much um, for having this conversation with us. And it was so fascinating to hear about kind of your journey through so many different cultures and countries and where you've ended up. Pleasure. Thank you, Maggie. And thank you, Eliana. That's a wrap on our conversation with Unji Lee from Junshik. Check out Unji on Instagram at unji.lee, that's four E's, or find her making her beautiful creations at Junshik in New York City. I'm Elena Cho. And I'm Maggie Tang. And this is Gourmand.